What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Elevated. I am your host, Mariah, and I am so excited to be doing another one of these. I'm not going to lie, it has been a few weeks since I have recorded. I've just been so busy that I have really haven't had time to sit down. But today, I was like, okay, you have time, let's knock one out. And I was trying to figure out what to talk about, and I was thinking that it would be kind of just a mesh of a bunch of different things. And I thought that what better way to kind of get feedback from you guys than by doing a debate, like doing debate topics and stuff. And so this is going to be kind of like not focusing on one specific thing, but it will be focusing on fitness and health in general. So before we jump into that, I just want to share some exciting news. My fiance and I finally closed on our house about a week and a half ago. And it was a really, really lengthy process with this house. They're just, it wasn't that there was super, super big issues with the house. It was just, there were just issues and then the lender had issues and then the um, home inspector had issues and appraiser had issues. And then it was just like, we went on vacation and oh my gosh, it was so much stuff all at once, but we finally closed the house and it was good timing and bad timing at the same time. Um, we were able to get my fiance completely moved in um, right before we left. And I mean, literally the night before we left at like midnight, <laughs> um, he was moved in. But um, this past weekend, we went to go see my brother and his family down there. And it was really nice to be able to see them and kind of get away and relax for a little bit. We did bring our puppy, Honey, with us, and she did super, super good in the car. However, in the Airbnb, she just, like, did not want to sleep at night. She was just, like, scratching at her cage, wanting to come up on the bed and all this other stuff. So, the last night, we caved in and we were like, fine, you can sleep on the bed. You don't need to be in your pen. But um, it was a nice trip. And then we got back in enough time for the 4th of July. We set off some fireworks and had some good food and everything. and. Um, the house is coming together. So again, as of today, it's been about a week and a half since we have gotten the keys and everything. Um, and I still live with my family. So he's moved in. I won't be moving in until probably, I don't know, a few months from now, just with, um, my work and everything and all my clients. I just kind of want to be local and in the area for them. Um, so that is some exciting news I just wanted to share. And the thing that I feel like I'm struggling with, and he doesn't care because he's a guy, he needs the bare necessities, but as a, as a girl, I feel like a really, really small bathroom is kind of inconvenient, especially if there's only one bathroom in the house. And I don't know why they made the bathroom so small because we have a smaller house, But I've also grew up in a smaller house, and our bathroom is, I always thought was small here. Well, this bathroom is half the size of it. So you literally open the door, and then you walk in, and you can take two steps in the bathroom, and then to your right, it's the sink. Straight ahead, it's the shower. To your left, it's the the loo. So it's kind of really small. Like, one person can barely fit in there, especially not two. And Honey likes to be our puppy. She likes to be, like, right there with one of us. So, if one of us goes in the bathroom, she was, like, wanting to come in. So, 
my thing now is I'm trying to think of ways that we can kind of open it up or open the space up a little bit, which we really can't do as far as like moving the sink or the toilet or the shower. Like that's kind of impossible right now. Um, further down the road, I think we might expand it a little bit and just knock out a wall and expand it just like at least like a foot or two. And it would help out so much doing that. So that's where we're at with the house. But other than that, like it's so nice and it's peaceful. It's a nice neighborhood, great area. And it is really awesome because it's also five minute drive. Okay. A five minute drive on the back roads to the university that I previously went to and then took a break due to financial reasons. So I literally am so excited to go back and finish my degree in exercise science and potentially even work at the university itself, training or um, doing certain coaching or anything like that um, for the health department. They're, they have their like the fitness department and everything. So yeah, that's super exciting. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about our topics. That's really all I wanted to talk about was the house and kind of express that I'm just kind of annoyed with the whole bathroom situation. But the first topic, and this is, these are like debate topics. So like it goes both ways. So I'm just on a random website that has like the top like health, fitness, um, debate topics or whatever. And this is the first one, which is what diet or form of exercise is the most effective to lose weight? I'm just going to express my opinion, but you guys feel free to message me and let me know what you think because I'd love to know what everybody thinks, especially the other trainers and everything out there of their go-tos and ways for certain things. So I'm just going to say as far as diet, it's... 80-20, like 80% of the time, and I say this because it's what works for me to stay on track, 80% of the time I'm eating my fruits, my vegetables, my whole foods, my protein, you know, chicken and salad and fruit and, you know, the, the stuff that you look at and you're like, this is healthy, okay? And then the 20% of the time, like for the 4th of July or you, it's a Saturday or you're having a movie night or you know, you're doing something special on date night and you want ice cream or you want a piece of cake or you want some cookies or some candy. Like that's the 20% of the time. So throughout the whole entire month that you look at, like if you see your 30 to 31 days in a month um, and you look at it and you're like, okay, you look at your calendar and it's like picture like a salad bowl or like an apple on like almost every single day, like if there's 31 days in July, right? Because that's the month we're in now. You would look at your 31 days and just picture like a salad or I don't know, a piece of chicken on most of the days. And then like maybe like five or six of those days, you would put like a cookie or an ice cream cone. And that would be like your 80-20, like for the month. Like you would most of the time you're going to be eating healthy. And then, you know, like for me, like on vacation, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't eat healthy at all. Like, and I should have ate healthier. I just didn't have the resources because where my brother lives is literally in the middle of nowhere in the boonies. There wasn't like stores or anything that I could really go to and get stuff. We didn't really eat breakfast most of the days that we were there and on vacation. So we kind of skipped that. And then obviously lunch and dinner, being on the road and stuff, 
you kind of just go for a fast food sandwich. That's just unfortunately what you do most of the time. And it's not my favorite thing to do, but it's what's easy. And that was like, okay, like I've been doing really good. This is going to be my 20% time. It's a holiday weekend. I'm visiting my brother, whatever. So that's my um, opinion as far as the diet, as far as exercise goes. And I tell my clients this too, who are coming to me saying, I want to build some muscle and I want to lose 20 pounds. And I'm like, okay, so the most optimal thing for me to do for you is to give you strength, um, conditioning and like, so, um, weightlifting and then do cardio. So it's kind of like, 60%, 60, 70% weightlifting to build that muscle because when you build more muscle, your metabolism's higher, you build calorie, you burn calories quicker. And then with the cardio, that burns off calories, helps you with your cardiovascular and everything. So that's what I, that's what I tell my clients is this most simple, simplest form is the most optimal for thing for you to do is to mix strength and cardio together in a program. And that's what I do for them. And it seems to really work out. Um, And that's my opinion for that. So the next question is, is peanut butter good or bad for you? So I feel like this goes both ways. I'm going to say it depends on what peanut butter. I personally like the Jif all natural one. Yes, it does have some sugar in it. Yes, it does have some salt in it. But let's be honest, when you have the all natural peanut butter, that tastes chunky, grainy, and completely bland, like, and so dry in your mouth. Nobody eats that. Like, I don't even think my dog would eat that. So, yes and no. I think in moderation. Like, every now and then if I'm, like, in a, I need something in a jiffy, I'm like, all right, let me slap some peanut butter on a toast. Or if I have avocado, I'll do that. But, I mean, eating it, like, every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm going to say no. It's not the most healthiest fat for you, but it's not the worst fat either. Um, There are some health benefits from peanut butter, but I would say, I would say it's an every now and then thing. Every now and then thing. That's, that's my opinion for that. (laughs) All right. The next one is, is it better to lose weight quickly or slowly? So, let's be honest, nobody loses weight quick. Like, unless it's like sodium lightweight, like you have water retention from all the sodium in your body and you go on like a week or two of cleansing, just drinking water, eating fruits, vegetables, making sure you're staying away from a bunch of carbs and a bunch of sodium and fast food and stuff. Yeah, there's a good chance you could see, you know, like a, a 10 pound in a matter of like a week or two And I know this for a fact because it's happened to my fiance where within a week he's dropped 10 pounds when he cleans his diet up just like that with a snap of the fingers. And it's like crazy because he doesn't look bloated and he feels great. And the scale says he's lost 10 pounds. Is it 10 pounds of fat? No, it's 10 pounds of water weight because if you're not getting enough water, your body is going to hold on to the water. So once you get enough water and you cut back on sodium then you're going to lose a bunch of weight. But do I think that realistically, that as far as fat loss, it's better to lose weight quickly or slowly? I feel like it's not realistic to lose fat quickly unless you're starving yourself, which you shouldn't be doing. So 
I don't really have an opinion for that question, but that's kind of my answer to that question, if that makes sense. Um, okay. The next question, is it possible to maintain a healthy exercise regimen by just doing home workouts or is it necessary to join a gym? My answer to this is 100% it is possible to have a healthy exercise. So many people have home gyms. So many people use resistant bands, a cheap pair of dumbbells they find, um, going outside and just using like everyday things. It is so possible during COVID, which I can't believe COVID was like three or four years ago. That's just crazy to me. Um, it like, that's all I did. And I lose, I lost a lot of weight doing that. I was super unhealthy at a certain time and I lost a lot of weight and cleaned up my diet just by doing home workouts, literally body weight stuff, literally 10, 15 pounds of like a kettlebell or dumbbell, whatever. And so yes, a hundred percent. And now I'm going to say like, on the other hand though, if you're wanting to build a lot of like, and if you're just wanting to do resistant bands or like 10 pound dumbbells or something, if you're wanting to just build some muscle, lose some weight, you can. But I feel like once you get to a certain point, you might have to open up more of an option for you so your body doesn't get bored with what you're doing. Um, Especially if you're wanting to get like bigger or have more of like a power to yourself, if that makes sense. Um, But yeah, I do think it is definitely possible. Next one is, is it necessary to stretch before an exercise? 100%. Please, 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 guys, stretch before and after your workout. I don't, like, I know they're like, try and do five to ten minutes. Please, just, even if it's only two or three minutes of something, like, something is something and something can help you so you don't become sore, you don't hurt yourself, you don't pull a muscle because it was so tight. Just do some dynamic exercises before your workout, even if it's running, like just stretch before you run so you don't get shin splints or something. And then stretch after you're done whatever exercise you're doing, running or whatever, and do some static stretching. And I promise you, it'll help you out so much. And people know, like people know they have to stretch. Even people who don't do it, they're like, I know I should, I just don't take the time to. And I'm like, that's crazy. It's it literally all it takes is like five minutes, like three or five minutes, I feel like, and you'll be good to go before and after your workout. That's only eight, that's only six to ten minutes of your whole entire time at the gym. So trust me, guys, you definitely have time. So you are not sore and you're not hurting yourself in the long run. The next question. What's the best listening material when exercising, podcasts, audiobooks, or music? If you listen to an audiobook while exercising, I feel like you're probably either one, just walking on the treadmill, maybe on the elliptical, cycling, something like that. There is no way that you're doing any type of powerlifting, bodybuilding, strength, conditioning, or like running full speed listening to a podcast or an audiobook and definitely music. I'm going to have to say music, music all the way. It doesn't even have to have words to it, just something with like a nice beat to kind of like match your rhythm to when you're running or lifting or something. Um yeah, I don't I've never heard of someone listening to an audiobook, so that was actually an interesting question. 
Next question, is expensive high-quality athletic wear necessary? You guys are going to uh, disagree with me on this, probably, most of you. But I'm not going to lie, I don't think I've ever bought, like, super high-end expensive athletic wear like Gymshark, Nike, Under Armour, you know, stuff like that to work out in the gym with. I get a lot of stuff off of Amazon or just, like, cheap t-shirts off a of sheen or something like that. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but I promise you, you're paying for the the logo on the shirt or the pants. Now, don't get me wrong. Shoes, 100% invest in good shoes to wear. But as far as like pants and shirts and stuff like that, it's really up to you. But I don't, I don't foresee myself spending $70 on a pair of leggings when I can spend 20 on a pair that works just as fine. The next question is growing a vegetable garden saves your bank account and your health. Um, so I love gardening and I love flowers and I want to like at our new house, like I want to have a garden and everything, grow our own fruits, vegetables, whatnot. However, do I think it's something that you have to do for health reasons? No, unless you're one of the organic people who is like, I have to have organic, no pesticides, no insecticides, nothing, nothing, nothing. Then that is going to make you spend a lot more money and break your bank. In today's society, unfortunately, everything is so expensive and just getting gas breaks the bank. Whereas, you know, three years ago, I could drop 20 bucks and fill up my tank and be good for two weeks. Whereas now I'm spending 60 bucks for, you know, two weeks of gas. So it's crazy. But I don't really have an opinion on that just because, I mean, I get stuff at Walmart. I get stuff at Food Lion. Like, I'm not, I'm not too picky on that one. So no no comment, I guess. Um, is it better to graze throughout the day or eat larger meals that make you full? Eat larger meals that make you full. People who snack throughout the day, and don't get me wrong, I have like, I'll eat a snack throughout the day. So usually most days, not every single day, but most days I'll eat breakfast, I'll eat lunch, and then I'll eat a snack around three or four, and then I'll eat dinner around like six. That's just how I roll because I usually eat a snack right before or right after I get go to the gym. And I've, I've researched a little bit on this as far as people who eat throughout the day. And I don't, I feel like your body's constantly having to work and your metabolism's constantly having to like process that food and everything. And it doesn't have time to settle. I don't know. Like I'm not like an expert as far as like nutrition and everything, but as far as like what I do know, I'm going to have to go with eating a meal. And I'm not saying eat till you're stuffed, but eat till you feel satisfied where you feel like, okay, this is enough food for me. I'm going to be good for the next three or four hours, five hours, whatever. Um, but I know a few people who try and eat like little meals throughout the day. Like they'll eat like 200 calories here, 300 calories there, 400 calories there. Whereas I'm like, okay, 800 calories, 600 calories, 700 calories, uh, 200 calorie snack or something like that. Like that's just, that's just how I am. Um, however, every nutritionist is different in what they're going to tell you to eat. Is it important to sweat profusely while exercising? Um, I mean, the way I feel is I used to think that okay, I didn't sweat at all. I didn't exercise. That's not the case. Like you can get a killer workout in. Like when I do upper body, I usually don't sweat very much just because 
I don't know why, but when I do legs, oh my gosh, I'm drenched in sweat. If I do full body, I'm drenched in sweat. But as far as sweating till you're drenched, I don't think that it's necessary. Like you can get a killer workout in as far as strengthening your muscles go, um, goes and not have to be all sweaty and everything. But on the other hand, um, aesthetically, when you're drenched in sweat, it looks like you did a whole bunch of stuff. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of your opinion on what that is. But, um, and last one is, is cardio more important than strength workouts or vice versa? So this kind of goes back to like the first question we had, which was what is the most optimal way to lose weight or the best way to lose weight? And here's my thing. Doing too much cardio is bad for you, but doing too much strength, like strengthening, as long as you're getting your rest days and you're not at the gym working for four hours a day, three, you know, four or five days a week, like that would be kind of overtraining, especially if you don't take at least one to two rest days. Sometimes even three works good for people. Um, But doing too much cardio can actually be more detrimental than doing just, you know, the regular amount, if that makes sense. So when you do too much cardio, it can honestly reverse the, like, everything you worked with strength. Like, if you do too much cardio and you only hit the weights once a week, then you might as well not be hitting the weights because all that cardio is kind of pointless to do when you're doing that because of the way it works. And I would suggest just because I'm already so far into the podcast that that would be something I can talk about in the next podcast as far as why doing too much cardio isn't good. Um, but I would say a mixture of both, like maybe two days of cardio, two or three days of strength and conditioning, and that would be the most optimal thing to do. Um, and now let's go ahead and wrap this up because that was the last question. And yeah, so the next episode, I'll probably talk about the cardio and everything. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited that you guys joined me today. And if you are still listening, thank you so much. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye.